Welcome to Now Church. For the latest updates, visit us at nowchurch.com, including live or on-demand video, online giving, and much more. And don't forget to follow Now Church on our social media platforms, including Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And please use the hashtag NowChurch. Thank you, and enjoy today's service. So good to see you. Some of you we haven't seen since the uh, since the beginning of the year. Some of you, it's been longer than that. We're starting to get messages from some of our folks, some of our seniors that uh, have finally started getting their vaccines. And uh, they're going to be getting their second injection in a couple of weeks, so they can't wait to get back to church. And so we're really, really excited about people. I tell you, I miss the families. I miss those of you with your young kids. Uh, we only have church, children's church first service, and so we've limited that for now. But uh, we just, I just can't wait to see our young families come back as well, right? Get those kids back in the house of God. Uh, we hope that they're learning and taking it all in through watching online, but there's something different about the presence of God, the Shema of God. God can touch you right there where you are, but there's something about the Shema, the, the presence of God in being in his presence. That's the, it's the difference between going to a live football game or watching it on TV. TV's great. I love the you know, air conditioning and the easy chair, but uh, the fact of the matter is going to a game is a whole different experience, right? Same going to a concert. Concerts are great. I love listening to my, you know, all my iTunes and all that stuff. But the reality is that we need God to move in such, we we need to lean into him because he's real. Here's the thing. If he was a religious God, we could kind of just do, just play the game and just kind of do something, you know, watch online forever but he's not a religious God. He's not, God, not a God of rituals. He's not a God of just you going through the motions. He's a God of the substance of your heart. And that's really what we want to talk about today. Today's message is called the heart of the matter. We're going to get right into the inerrant, the inspired, the infallible word of the living God. Psalm 42. Psalm 42 is where we're going to begin from the message. It says, a white-tailed deer drinks from the creek. I want to drink God, deep drafts of God. I'm thirsty for God alive. I wonder, will I ever make it, arrive and drink in God's presence? Because I'm on a diet of tears. Tears for breakfast, tears for supper. All day long, people knock at my door, pestering, where is this God of yours? These are the things I go over and over emptying out the pockets of my life. But listen to who this is talking. He said, I was always at the head of the worshiping crowd, right out in front, leading them all, eager to arrive and worship, shouting praises, singing thanksgiving, celebrating all of us, God's feast. Why are you down in the dumps, dear soul? Why are you crying the blues? Fix my eyes on God. Soon, I'll be praising again. He puts a smile on my face. He's my God. This was a worship leader that had fallen away because of the circumstances of his life. But he turned back to God. So can you. 
Proverbs 18.1, our passage from the Passion Translation for this month says this, guilty criminals experience paranoia even though no one threatens them. But the innocent lovers of God, because of righteousness, will have the boldness of a young, ferocious lion. Finally, Matthew eleven twelve from God's Word translation says this, from the time of John the baptizer until now. Everybody say now. now. How many know when now is? It's now. And then it's now. From the time of John the baptizer until now, the kingdom of God, the kingdom of heaven has been forcefully advancing. And forceful people have been seizing it. The Amplified says that that the spiritually violent seize it by force as a precious prize. A share in the heavenly kingdom is sought with most ardent zeal. Speaks of fire. Is sought with most ardent zeal and intense exertion. The kingdom of heaven suffers violence and the violent take it by force. Pray together one more time. God, would you restore our roar as individuals, as couples, as families, as teams and departments, as young people and children? Would you come and move and restore the roar of your people? In Jesus' name, amen. Last week, we talked about great expectations. We said the more the world rages against God, Against his anointed word in church, the more tangible the presence and miracle working power of God will be seen. So don't be afraid. We looked at the beginnings of the early church in Acts 1 through 4 and saw the explosive growth, the miraculous power of God manifested out in the open, the resistance that arose, but the bold prayer and proclamation of the gospel of the kingdom and then more signs and wonders. We desperately need to get our expectations back for God to move. I told you through all of last year, our hope is not in man or any other thing. Our hope is in God, and we're believing for revival. We believe that God has begun something. There's a spark. There's something different. There's a shift in time. There's an era change. There's something that God wants to do. We said great boldness, great prayer, great power, great grace, and great generosity rise greater than all the resistance. You know, after certain medical procedures, they put you into a special place to give you time to wake up and come out of the fog. It's called a recovery room. Kind of feel that's where we are at this exact moment as the body of Christ. In a post-COVID world recovery room. Remember one time I got got my um, wisdom teeth out in my late 30s. It was a mistake. My doctor tried to tell me these two are impacted, they're gonna need to come out someday and you should do it while you're young. I thought I was young. 
And the problem wasn't the, I, I didn't have any side effects from the actual surgery. I just had teenagers at home watching me come out of the fog. Thank God we didn't have iPhones back then. I'd have wound up on YouTube or something because they still quote to me things that I said coming out of the anesthesia. I remember feeling that my, that my face was so swollen and I was trying to tell them I, I feel like a, like a pelican or something, but I, feel, I, I told them I, I feel like a stork. And I had no idea why I said, I don't even remember saying it, but my kids still tease me. Do you feel like a stork, dad? You feel like a stork? <laughs> Recovery can be a crazy time. It can be a tough moment, you know, that kind of different procedures you go in for, you're going to wake up in a closet. I've had that happen a couple of things too, just getting checked out and some things and and you wind up waking up in a closet somewhere. One of God's great promises in his word is that these signs shall follow those who believe. In Jesus' name, they, we, will cast out demons. <clears throat> they will lay hands on the sick. The, words there, the word there means sickly or weak. Does it feel faint? And they will recover. The word recover there is a Greek word, kalos, K-A-L-O-S. I love this. It means beautifully, finely, excellently well. Isn't that amazing? Beautifully, finely, excellently well. They shall lay their hands. You shall lay your hands. Not preachers, not just pastors, not just leaders. You, if you, these signs will follow them that believe in Jesus' name, in, the, in his power of attorney that he entrusts to us, you will lay your hands on the sick and they shall become beautifully, finely, excellently well. Every human being experiences some loss in this life no matter how positive you are. A cherished friend or a loved one passes, battles with disease or injury, sudden job change or geographical move, maybe a divorce or broken relationships. All different forms and types of trauma The issue when you go through trauma is about recovery, the process of repair and restoration. Yes, I said process. It's not a momentary where we can just lay hands on you and instantly. Recovery is a process. At its core, it's not just healing the physical aspects. It's about moving along from the trauma to the transformation of the heart, isn't it? Thankfully, our Lord Jesus Christ is a heart specialist. His anointing 
He said, heals the brokenhearted and binds up their wounds. Whatever area of your heart or your life has been hit or wounded or traumatized, I believe you come to the right place today because God's healing presence is here right now. Because of Jesus, you are amazingly resilient. You're an overcomer. Romans 8.37 said this way, yet in all these things we go through, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. Nudge somebody right now and tell them that's you. You're a conqueror. You're more than a conqueror. You believe that? You're more than a conqueror. Dutch Sheets tells the story of a family in the Arizona desert. Really impacted me. He said, one night a fierce desert storm struck with rain and hail and high winds. At daybreak, feeling sick and fearing what he might find, Samuel, the husband, the father, went out to survey their loss after the storm. As he walked around, the hail had, been, had beaten the garden into the ground. The house was partially unroofed and the hen house had blown away and dead chickens were scattered about. Their beautiful farm destroyed and devastated. While standing there dazed, evaluating the mess and wondering about the future, Samuel heard a stirring in the lumber pile that was below the remains of the hen house. A rooster started climbing up, moving wood, and continued until he had mounted the highest board in the pile. That old rooster was dripping wet and most of his feathers were blown away, but as the sun came over the eastern horizon, he flapped his bony wings and proudly let out a loud and long crow. Samuel was amazed. When the morning sun appeared on the horizon, that beat up featherless rooster amidst all the chaos and devastation, still crowed, announcing the beginning of a new day. Why? Because it was his nature to do so. It's his DNA. That's what roosters do. Winds of adversity blow through the lives of all of us from time to time or people that we love. And we feel our world is falling apart, but if we look closely, we'll see the light of God's faithfulness shining through the debris. And we have the power to rise above the disillusionment and the cynicism and the emptiness that we feel because it's our nature to overcome. I declare to you in the name of Jesus, it's time to climb up out of the debris. Flap your bony wings and announce to the world that you've entered a new day, a new era, 
Why? Because deep within your DNA in Christ Jesus is everything you need to rise up and roar again. My friends, the greater one is in you. Either that's true or it's not. The New Testament says, greater is he that is in me than he that's in the world. The darkness, the devastation, the despair, all the things that we feel, all the things we go through, the circumstances. You know, Charles Neiman said years ago, the word circumstance is a, is a unique word. It's simply, the thing of the word circumstance. It's the circle you're standing in. Circumstance. It's the circle you find yourself in right now. And in the midst of the circle you're standing in, you and I have the power to crow. The power to do what's in our nature, to rise up, get up to the top of the pile, and roar, crow, express. I've never heard such cynicism such pessimism in Christian family and friends and people that I've talked to the last few weeks. People upset, hurting, broken. I understand. But you can't change yesterday's storm or last year's disappointments. All you have is right now. And the longer we sit there under the pile of the rubble, the longer it's going to take to pursue, overtake, and without fail, as God said to David, you shall recover all. Our God is a God of restoration. He's a God of recovery. He's a God of double for your trouble. He's a God that sees what you go through. The Bible says our tears, he takes them and bottles them. He knows every tear you've cried. He knows every part of your broken heart and the disappointment you feel as people have failed you and let you down. But our God never fails. And even if it looks like he let you down, he's setting you up for a greater comeback. That's all it is. When Jesus went to the cross, it looked like the greatest defeat, but the enemy had played right into the hands of God and God's purpose and God's power. For three days, it looked pretty dark. For three long days that might have seemed like a thousand years each, It seemed like nothing was happening. But then something shifted. First, under the earth. The Bible says in Revelation that Jesus, as he descended into hell, took back the keys of death and hell and the grave. He took him back. And what did he do with him? He'd already prophesied 
and Matthew 16 and Matthew 18 both, behold, I give you the keys of the kingdom and whatever you bind on earth is bound from heaven. Whatever you loose on earth is loosed from heaven. Keys are about access and keys are about authority. My friends, you and I are being given new access and new authority through everything the enemy sent to traumatize you and me, to try to take us out, depress us. Listen, the only way you and I are ever defeated is if we quit, if we back down, if we throw our hands up in the air and say, it doesn't work. And we sit down on the pile of ashes and feel sorry for ourselves. But we win if we get up and do what roosters do, if we do what lions do, we win. Philippians 3, 13 from the Passion says this, I don't depend on my own strength to accomplish this. However, I have one compelling focus, one compelling focus. You know it as this one thing that I do. One compelling focus. I forget all of the past as I fasten my heart to the future instead. I run straight for the divine invitation of reaching the heavenly goal and gaining the victory prize through the anointing of Jesus. I love that translation. I'd never read the Passion Translation of that till this week. My friends, I wish COVID-19 hadn't happened. I wish we didn't lose anybody. I wish we didn't lose any businesses, any jobs, any finances. But wishing is a waste of time and energy. Because when you wish that something hadn't happened that already happened, you get trapped in the if-onlys of life. If only we hadn't gotten up that day. If only we hadn't talked with that person or walked in that place or taken off our mask or gone to that party. If only, if only. It's not about wishing. It's about believing. And you can't believe in what you wish for. You believe in what the word of God says. We believe the promises of God because if he said it, then it is guaranteed because he cannot fail. My old pastor used to say in, out of the book of Hebrews, when, when God says, when, it's, when the word says in Hebrews 5 or 6, it says, it's impossible for God to lie. My old pastor used to say this, that God said to Abraham, when Abraham said, I, I just need a guarantee God said, I guarantee you by my own name and I cannot lie. My old pastor said, if God ever lies, even once, he has to destroy himself because he ceases being God. So as long as you know that God is real and still alive, then his promises and purposes are still alive too. No matter what the circumstances say, they may be factual, but that doesn't make them truth. The highest truth is what the word says. And in moments 
of trauma, we have to cling to the word. Right there in that, I think, it's, I think it is Hebrews 6. Right there, that just comes up in my spirit again. He says, this, is, this hope has become the anchor for my soul. This hope anchors us in. Finally, one more story and I'm done. A man of God was invited to observe an open heart surgery by a, a doctor friend of his. Sat in as a witness and the heart, open heart surgery took hours and hours. After stopping the heart to make the repair, the doctors went to restart the heart and nothing happened. They tried several procedures, even the paddles. Nothing. Exasperated, the doctor leaned down right next to the woman's ear that was in surgery and he whispered, Mrs. Smith, I've done everything I can do. I need you to tell your heart to start beating again. Boom! Right then, instantly, her heart began to beat. It kicked in strong and steady. Danny Goki is a song that they're going to play for you as you leave in a few moments based on that story called Tell Your Heart to Beat Again. Some of you know Danny Goki's story. I was on American Idol, worship leader, I think in Michigan, and his wife passed away. As a young couple, his wife died tragically. I think Danny knows something about getting your heart to beat again. I think it's time for you to tell your heart to beat again too. Roosters crow and lions roar. That's what they do. It's their nature to do so. Your new nature in Christ Jesus is to overcome all the adversities of life. Your new nature is to recover. Find your roar again. Tell your heart to beat again. Let's pray. Father, thank you for your word. Thank you for your Holy Spirit. As we welcomed you into this place a few moments ago, Holy Spirit, your word says that you do what you do whenever you're invited in. You bring loving conviction. You woo the hearts of your people. Father, we need a heart change. Many of us, your people, us pastors included, 
have been traumatized by the season we have found ourselves in this past 12 months. Losing all of the familiar, losing the comfortable, But Father, let it be known that we would trade all of that for your glory. For a moment of your touch, an hour of your holy presence. Would you come, Holy Spirit, and settle down over us right now? We are broken, we are undone, and we're ready for recovery. I wanna say with your heads bowed and your eyes closed, right where you are or in the room, You're never gonna get over your past if you're still secretly, subconsciously blaming somebody for the outcome. Even if that somebody is you. Or God. A lot of times we lose our roar and we lose ourselves because someone tells us that when somebody died, God did it. God took them. God needed another angel. That's not what anything close to what the Bible says. We rationalize, we justify, we try to figure it out in our human minds that are so limited, looking for answers. But there's only one answer. And his name is Jesus. If you're still blaming, if only, if only we hadn't done it that way or said this, if only we'd have made peace before that person died, if only, if only, if only. My friends, the Holy Spirit, the Holy Ghost is not calling for us to live in regret but he's calling for us to live in the power of repentance. That every time we blow it, every time we hide a secret attitude, that we miss out until that loving conviction comes and we say, God, I'm sorry. I choose to let go. It's not about blame. It's about recovery. I want to proclaim to you before you leave this room or get up from where you are at home, you can get on the road to recovery right now by an act of your own will, not by a feeling, not by an emotion, but by an act, by a choice, by a decision 
of your own free will to make. In Jesus' name. If you're stuck in PTSD, post-traumatic stress disorder, if you're having trouble sleeping, I'm talking to you. If you're having trouble with anxiety, I'm talking to you. If you are having trouble with fear of the unknown, welcome to the club for one thing, but I'm talking to you. It's time to move forward. It's time to climb back up on whatever pile of whatever is left. And I'm just gonna obey the Spirit of God. If this message is for you, if you receive this, that God's telling you it's time to speak to your own heart. Why so downcast, O oh my soul? Why are you singing the blues? Put your hope in God, O oh my soul, O oh my heart, my mind, my will, my emotions. Put your hope in God. I want you to stand up on your feet if that's you right now. You need healing, you need recovery, you need deliverance, you need freedom, you need hope. You need strength in your home. Stand up right where you are. In the room, stand up where you are. Let the Spirit of God. Now, keep your eyes closed and lift up your hands right now. Pastor Lindsay, just sing over them right now. Just whatever's in your spirit, just sing it out. Jesus, you change everything. Chains fall. Fear Father, I pray for every person who's standing, every person who's lifting their hands, whose heart is open. And Lord, as a body, we release that fresh anointing of God, that fresh touch of heaven into your heart, into your soul. We release God's presence right now. I just sense him just touching your heart real in very deep places. I'm just gonna say what I see. I, I see him with a hot, hot torch burning out cauterizing that wound. I'm not sure I even know how to spell that word. Cauterizing. Am I saying it right, Tasha? Cauterizing. I don't think I've ever used that like that. God is, with his fire, reaching inside of your soul. And beginning fresh work of healing. 
Everybody say this with me out loud. Just say, Lord Jesus, you're my doctor. You're the healer of my broken heart, my broken life. I give you my insides. I can't reach the places in me that are wounded. But your word says that you can. Would you touch my heart? I agree with your word. And I speak to my own soul. And I say, heart, it's time to beat again. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. I just stand there 30 more seconds. Healing. Beautifully fine, completely well. And I feel the presence of God. Anybody feel that? just see him wiping the tears from the eyes of your heart. And I hear the Lord say, you're going to see again. You've had so many tears that you've cried, so many tears in your eyes that you haven't been able to see the vision that God has in front of you. Hosanna to the Son of God. Hosanna. 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 In some ways, this is more challenging than healing sick bodies like we prayed for last Sunday. In some ways, this is a little more delicate operation. Because out of your heart spring all the issues of life. It's not about what happened that night or where she drove or the route she took or she ran late or you should have taken her to church that night or we shouldn't have had church that night. Oh, you can go through a thousand things. 
about that, man. Norm, would you and Chris just go lay your hands on Victor and just say whatever God puts in your heart. Just pray for him. Is that okay, Victor, if we have these guys pray for you? Victor's daughter passed away. On her way to church on a Wednesday night, November the 4th, and it shook all of us. It's time to roar again. Be healed and be whole in your spirit, your soul, and your body. In Jesus' name. And just take your seats in reverence. I, I don't know whether to clap, shout, or just fall on my face. I mean, there's a presence of God here. I just, I don't even know how to finish the service. Father, we're so grateful that the winds of change, the winds of revival are blowing here. God, keep us moving forward. Thanks for joining us at Now Church. For the latest updates, visit us at nowchurch.com, including live or on-demand video, online giving, and much more. And don't forget to follow Now Church on our social media platforms, including Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Thank you, 